My name is Monica Gleberman, and you're listening to Silence on Set Podcast. On today's podcast, we have the cast of Tell Me Lies, which follows a tumultuous but intoxicating relationship as it unfolds over the course of eight years. When Lucy Albright and Stephen DeMarco meet at college, they're at that formative age, which seemingly mundane choices lead the way to, well, consequences. Although their relationship begins like any typical campus romance, they quickly fall into an addictive entanglement that will permanently alter not only their lives, but the lives of everyone around them. So to start off to talk about the show, their characters, and what fans can expect is Grace Van Patten, who plays Lucy, and Jackson White, who plays Steven. I wanted to ask both of you, what drew you into playing the role? And were you guys nervous in particular? Because both of you have very intense scenes. We're so lucky. There's such in-depth, detailed characters. It's a dream to play characters with so much going on. Um, and that's what we got to do. We got to dissect these really intricate, detailed characters. Um, I, I was drawn to him, be, to Stephen, because he has two things going on at once. He's got, he's got these really uh, dark, repressed sides going on with him. And I'm like the opposite. I'm like very external and he's very internal. And it was really hard to, you know, kind of like, suck that in and, 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 and hold it in and, and be this really like calculating intense guy. And, and that was really fun for me. I agree. And I think that's, that's the biggest part for me, how, how layered these characters were. And yeah. one of the main things that drew me to it was how seriously the show took young people's feelings and, and how you, that's so rare. You don't see that a lot. And it's such a huge part of everyone's lives. And it will be so relatable to see these people kind of go through the feelings that everyone has gone through with first love and going to college and being able to reinvent yourself. And I, I feel like everyone's going to be able to relate to it. And it also reminded me of all my favorite movies like Blue Valentine and just fucked up romances. <laughs> so Grace, for you, how do you view your character in her kind of messiness, knowing what she knows and kind of the actions she makes? And then Jackson, I flip with you. Every episode, I'm like, is he not? A, I don't know. Does he know? Is he doing some purpose? I'm like, I'm like back and forth. So for you, the same kind of question, he's messy. So how do you kind of approach that? And how do you play it? I think that from the start, like Megan, the showrunner and I always wanted to play him as genuine and grounded as possible. And that's, and let the story sort of tell itself. And that was always the approach, like really try and give as much humanity to these questionable situations as possible. Um, and that's what I think makes an interesting, uh, whatever you want to call it, antagonist or, or you know, um, yeah, just just really give him as much life and, and relatability as possible so that all the things he's doing, uh, you know, is left to interpretation and can confuse you. Grace, your character, I just relate to 100% because I just get the whole wanting to feel something. She doesn't feel anything. She yeah. does feel something. So it's just like a constant loop for you. So like, what was that like? What's so interesting about Lucy is that she starts off so, so numb and repressed and bottled up and all the messiness is just inside of her. And as the show goes on, it just kind of spills out and the wall breaks down and she becomes just 
completely unraveled. And that was so fun to kind of track that through the episodes. And, and, and the main reason for her unraveling is this guy, Steven, who just slowly chips away at the wall that she's kind of built up her whole life due to her past trauma and, and relationship with her mom. And she just falls apart. So I have a question for you both. You know, obviously we see a little bit of a future, right? In the future, a little bit of like, you know, and something's kind of happened in, in the first episode and we don't really know. And then the story kind of follows and kind of catches you up. So for both of you, do you think that your characters were better off meeting or would have been better off not meeting? They had to meet. They, they had, had to meet, I it think. Was a, yeah. It was the perfect storm for each other. He was at this point where uh, everything was easy for him and he's he's learned how to survive by being super external and charming and, and, and talk to talk. And this is the person that challenges him in, in the perfect way. And then the opposite with her, where she's kind of locked up and she's not processing all the, the childhood traumas and the emotions. And this dude uh, unlocks all that and, and starts her on this journey. And so it's like, it's kind of the perfect meeting point. So they, they I don't know, they, it was inevitable. They had to. Totally agree. I think they had to in order to learn about themselves in a really huge way. And I mean, it's like in, in life, you learn so much from every relationship in such a different way and you kind of take things from it and know what you want, know what you don't want. And I think they learned a lot from each other. What are you excited for, for fans to see it? I think that for, for people who are fans of the book and, and love the book, that they're gonna be just as surprised as as new watchers, which is really exciting, I think, because people who fell in love with these characters or or fell in hatred for characters are gonna are gonna be really surprised. And there are a lot of new twists and turns that that will be exciting for them, I think. Yeah. And I think that if you've been through something like this, you will be reminded of that. And that will invoke all the anxiety of how did I react to these situations? And if you haven't, then I hope you're learning what not to do. I hope you're watching it and, and just going, oh, shit, I, I can't. Yeah, or if you're in one, if you're yeah. in a relationship like that and you're watching it and you're like. Yeah, so, yeah. some people might need to turn it off. I mean, it's like really. It'll be inspiring to get out of it. Yeah, get out of it or learn about it or learn something or and then hopefully just be entertained because it's really, really entertaining. Like yes. the lessons aside, it's really just a good entertaining watch. Yes. Up next is Sonia Mina, who plays Pippa, Catherine Missile, who plays Brie, and Alicia Crowder, who plays Diana. I wanted to ask all three of you. So I guess I will start with Kat. Can tell me kind of like why you were interested in being part of this project and how you related to Brie? Well, Brie's a really special character, I think. It's really like women's stories written by women for women. It's cool, you know? It's got a lot of intricacies that that I don't think you see very often a lot of uh, just relationship dynamics that are relatable. And um, I think I think people are gonna really be able to relate and um, be excited to watch something like so fresh on TV. And Alicia, how is it for you? Because obviously you play Diana and 
you know, a little feisty, a little manipulative maybe at times. So um, what was that like for you in terms of like preparation and preparing for like what people might see with her? Um, and then also, did you struggle? Because I feel like sometimes for women in particular, we struggle with this. Am I going to come off like bitchy or and you don't you don't at all. And I think we see reasons why that is. But um, did you struggle at all with that, too? Because I think we naturally do that to ourselves as women. Right. Yeah, I try to not worry too much about that because it can be so distracting and it can weigh really heavily on you. So I try to just focus on like, what are her objectives? Like, what does she want? And like, try to play all of the scenes and like, the most positive way, like finding the positive um, side of like even things that are really, really bad. And the writing was so good that that made it really easy, you know? Um, And it's kind of fun to be a little like bitchy and like snide sometimes, you know? So like, I didn't, I enjoyed that. Like, it's nice to kind of, it's a good outlet, you know, for life. Sonia, for you, what was it like, again, for you, same kind of question, just like getting this project reading it. How do I prep for this? How do I tell this story, this arc? You know, what do I do to kind of bring her to the screen? Yeah. Um, I think when I first read the breakdown, I was like, that's weirdly me. <laughs> it's not me, but it's, I, I related it to it so, so much. And so it's so exciting, obviously to be cast as Pippa. Um, I think the way that she navigates the world is very different than me, but she's incredibly, like, she just comes in swinging, you know? She just is, like, a shark, just, like, going for it. And I think that I can really relate to that. Um, In terms of preparing, there's a lot of finding that alpha mean girl energy. I think we listened to a lot of 2007 music and we spent a lot of time as a cast bonding um we all became really close friends and I think that that helped a lot in terms of having really organic chemistry between all of us so for all three of you how was that to be able to kind of really represent actual women and women in college and what it feels like and for all of you to play such different women it was great and I think that like each character is as complex as like a real life person. And so bringing that and like really like teasing that out of the story and like really making it our own um, was really fun. And just like understanding that there are so many layers to each person. Um, And I think that that really helps to differentiate us um, from each other. And also, like, we all want very different things, I think. And so I think that that um, helps, too. Yeah, it was exciting, I think, especially for the three, um, for Pippa, Lucy, and Brie, to have a friendship that they're friends, but there's so many moments of, like, freneminess and insecurity and... And yet you, that we had, and they just did such a good job writing it where even when they feel so at odds and uncomfortable and strange with each other, they're still like, okay, let's all go to the party and get ready together, which is such a, this is fun. Yeah. (laughs) Let's do shots. And it's (laughs) such a relatable thing that I, that I think is, is, is a really exciting thing that you don't often see in, in TV shows. So it was a lot of fun to really delve into that and show those moments that 
we've I think we'll all experienced. Obviously, there's a lot of sex in the show. I think with everyone, it's character, it's very different type of relationship. So there's a lot of kind of up and down, but all three are dressed very differently. So how is that for you guys? I know there was an intimacy coach in an onset, which is I think very important, but how was it to portray that comfortably, but also knowing that you're portraying for the first time, I feel like ever realistic sexual experience that varies from person to person. As far as the sex scenes go, I wish that like when I was growing up, like as a teenager, that this show existed because I think that so much like sex scenes are like, oh, like everything's great. And like, oh, her hair's perfect the whole time. And then you kind of build up these expectations that it's going to be like that. And like, it's just not. So I think that like having that really good dose of reality is going to help a lot of young women, you know, see past this kind of facade that is presented um, in most like young adult TV shows. So like, and it really helps you get to know your character really well. Like, I feel like when I'm doing a scene, it's like, oh, what, what is my character like during sex? And in this show, like you really got to like experience that. So um, yeah, I think it just really helps to elevate the show and um brings a lot of realism to it. So I wanted to ask all of you, but I guess I'll start with Kat. Like, what are you most excited for fans to see? Honestly, I think the the chemistry and the dynamics that we created on set were just so, it was just so natural the way that we all clicked. So I think that's going to be something that like really reads and is going to be cool for people to watch. And Alicia, what are you excited for like fans to see or why they should tune in? Yeah, I I think the journey and how each character changes because we're still so young. Like we're still, especially for like three girls, like they're still growing up, you know, and like learning and changing and their development, I think is um, something that I can't wait for people to experience. And then Sonia, same question. There's a lot of depth to who these people are and where they go but I think it's such a fun thing because we meet everyone you know freshman year we're meeting everyone as they're meeting each other and so everybody's kind of putting on this front of like hello this is me and then as the season progresses that starts to change and break and you really start to see who people really really are and um it's hopefully surprising. <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot happened. Now here's Brandon Cook, who plays Evan, Benjamin Wasworth, who plays Drew, and Spencer House, who plays Wrigley. I wanted to ask you, first off, I guess, you know, obviously it's very traumatic show. You guys deal with very heavy content. So for the three of you, and I guess we could start with Spencer, what was it like in terms of dealing with the content and preparation? for your character of Wrigley? In preparation for me, I just wanted to know what it was like to be a, a college athlete. So I, I had some friends who were uh, played uh, division one football and they they really, um, I had a buddy named Mickey who really, he was a quarterback and he just drilled me on that stuff. And, and I wanted, I just wanted to be able to understand how life worked with that because that kind of shapes who he'd be in his day-to-day life. So that, that was a big part of it. And um, um you know, of course, there's other stuff that you build, but I don't want to like give too much away. Well, and I think a lot of your character's trauma, Wrigley in particular, comes from Drew. So I'll go over to Benjamin. So how is it for you when you're reading kind of the arc of your character and what's going to be going on? Mm-hmm. How do you prep for that emotionally? There's just a lot of um, sitting in my apartment, uh, drinking and crying. That's about it. So like, so like life kind of. <laughs> like Exactly, <what> was- <laughs> exactly. Normal Tuesday. And how was it work for the two of you? You guys play brothers so like was it 
fast? Did you guys have to do anything? Or were you like thrown on set and just spam? Uh, we, we had that night where we we met up and you had like a cheese board spread. Uh, I made a charcuterie board. Yeah, for us. yeah. It was really you good. You didn't touch it. No one touched yeah. it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we, we kind of connected pretty quickly. Yeah, it was, it was did, really yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There was no, yeah, there wasn't a lot of, uh, wasn't too much work. Later it got bad and there, we had to push through a lot of ill will yes. towards Spencer's each Spencer's a huge the beginning deal, of it, but it, yeah. Fred and for you, what was that like? Because you're reading, okay, I'm with this person. This is how we're starting. But we're super far to get to that point. Yeah, it was, it was fun. I got to kind of map out little uh events and and how and figure out how that came things came to be and uh yeah it got more and more fun as the season progressed so uh it, it was it was a lot of fun mapping that out it was it was difficult at first because you have to think of so much but I think I was able to kind of be specific and thanks to like Megan and the writers for uh helping out with that with that journey so for you guys was there any difficulty in kind of walking in and showing that kind of friendship that guys always come for you right like the bro code kind of thing like we're going to protect each other we're here for each other so what was that portion like ben is really weird so it was really hard sometimes <laughs> to connect to someone who just you have nothing in common with uh he, he was he was tough he was tough. Spencer Spencer was great. I really, you know, enjoyed hanging out with Spencer, Brandon, Brandon specifically. You know, we we hung out a lot before we started shooting big group scenes. So, like, one of the first things we all did together was we had, like, a dinner at a pizza place. And then we went and lit off fireworks and watched Jackass. So, I think it really helped us get into that, that college uh, vibe. But yeah, again, Brandon is definitely my favorite. Thanks. I appreciate that. You guys are so funny. I feel like when people hear it after they see the show, they'll totally get the three of you. But do you guys think that you would all have been friends as your characters in college? Evan might have. He he was, he definitely, um, I think there are parts of Wrigley and Steven that Evan really likes or admires or looks up to or, you know, that he doesn't have that, that, maybe attracted to I don't know how long that would last but I think there are elements there and I also want to ask you guys there's so many layers obviously like I said in the beginning it's very traumatic but there's also so many twists and turns and just crazy things that happen on the show so for all of you what was it like kind of finding it out like so as you're reading the script how do you jump from one to the next and kind of pull that off but we kind of knew what was happening which was nice but it was it was interesting you know, uh, filing through the different scripts, figuring out, oh, and then, oh, and then, and, uh, and then, you know, and yeah. so leading up to obviously the finale, that was a lot of fun, a lot of twists and turns throughout the seasons. I loved it. And like, when you look at the content or like you look back on it, I feel like I was a slightly emotional scar, but another part of me was like, oh man, like you look back on college and it's so nostalgic. And I look back and I was like, well, you know what? It's not really like, there's so much drama and there's so many things that happen in your life. And it's so forming for your life. And we see you guys sort of in the future and it is forming. Mm -hmm. A lot of you are in very different places. So for you guys, what was that like too? So how do you balance that? I think you just kind of rely on the writers to map it out a little bit for you because we, we're a little in the dark about the storyline that takes place when they're... We haven't really dived into that too much. So it's just going to kind of... <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like if there's not... It's predominantly in the college storyline. So we know... We have a vague idea of what's coming, but um, 
we, we, we don't know too much. So did you guys like basically try to stay in just the college life while you're doing kind think- of in the moment stand in the the moment like staying in the in the in the episode in the scene and staying in the time period i mean we've had conversations with you know writers and megan and stuff about what they see happening in the future and and so that was helpful filling in some gaps but i mean these people are living their day-to-day lives day-to-day so it's like that's probably the most important thing to do when doing each scene or episode what is your favorite and least favorite thing about your character and then what would you tell fans on why they should tune in i i like that uh i think wrigley is kind of like a uh almost a golden retriever of a guy i think he's um got kind of a heart of gold underneath most everything you see and so that's what i really love him about his most of his choices come for some from somewhere uh i don't want to say what i don't like about him because it would give something away so i'll, I'll just end the yell in there my favorite thing about Evan is he's he's trying, he's he's figuring it out. I do love someone who, well, yeah, he's figuring it out. And my least favorite is that sometimes in that figuring out, he's just like lost a little bit. Um, and he lets that uh take it over. But he, he's a he's a good guy. And I, and that's what I, I love about him. I think it's uh it's like I said, it's a lot of twists and turns. So I'm excited for fans to hopefully get invested and and want to really know these characters more and 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 love it one of my favorite things about drew is uh how uh nice and kind he can be uh something that kind of i guess frustrates me about drew is how um naive he can be when it comes to who he trusts and what i'm excited for fans to see is the the toxic drama that we have so much in this show. Now, to give us some good insider information, we have Emma Roberts and Kara Price, who both executive produced the show. So here they are giving us some behind-the-scenes details. I wanted to know what attracted both of you to get involved in this project in particular. So what made both of you kind of want to be invested in this project? I just, I, I would be remiss if I didn't say that the, the book came to us through another producer, Laura Lewis, who was working with Refinery29, which is why we're all executive producers. She sent this to me and she said, this is a very realistic portrayal of an experience I had in college. And I read it immediately. And I knew Carola too, the writer. And I put it down. I remember where I was when I was reading it. I put it down and I just could not stop thinking about these two characters, especially because they got equal weight. They were not judged by the author. They, it was like, you know, warts and all. Um, obsession. And I just thought, you know, we haven't seen that on TV before. And Emma and I were in this deal at Hulu and I sent her the book and we talk about a lot of the themes in this book all the time. And when we started to think about like what kind of adaptations we wanted to make and we read this book, we were like, this is, you know, this is a show for people who went to college when we were college age and who like need this show now. And I think that's how it really came together. Um, and yeah, I'll let Emma say a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, this, this is one of those, there's certain books that you just don't shake. And this was one of those. And I just, to me, I, I I was homeschooled and I didn't go to college, but I feel like I lived college vicariously through Kara. And I just feel like, I don't know, the, the things that happen to you for better or for worse when you're that age, it really like defines who you are. And it's always something like those memories are always the most vivid. And, you know, the the recall I have on being that age is better than the recall I have on like last year. And so I think to make a show that really shows how heightened that time in your life is and how like tunnel vision you get on certain things, 
um, where, you know, as you get older and you're like, oh, you know, you should have spent more time just on yourself. Like, why were you wasting your time with that guy? But at the time it's like, there was no other option. And so I think what Megan Oppenheimer, our amazing showrunner did was really like, you could feel it when you're watching the show. And, um, and that was something that I was really proud of with Kara that I feel like really carried over from the book to the show where like, you can really kind of feel that like electricity. And I wanted to know Emma for you, obviously you're an actor, you've been in, um, you know, a million great, fantastic things for you. Do you look at it when you're executive producing in that zone or do you look at it more as like a director side when you're looking at these kind of shots and trying to choose what we should see and what you feel how it should flow and then obviously working with Kara I mean for me from from the like when I when I read the first script you know we were like who who is Lucy who is Lucy and it was actually very exciting for me to be like who do I envision in this role that's that's not me like I to look at it from a different perspective where I'm not reading it as an actor but I'm reading it with like a little bit you know, of a step back. And we were so lucky to get Grace Van Patten, who just from the moment we read it, like she was the first name that came up and we're like, this is, this is who we need to play this role. And so if anything, it was, it was exciting to like actually be reading scripts and seeing stuff, you know, with, with like that, I didn't have to look at myself in, like I could be objective, you know, where usually I'm watching stuff that I do like this, where I'm like, ah, and you know, with this, I could be totally, you know, a part of the creative process in a way that I haven't been able to before, because, you know, when you're looking at your own face, like, how can you be objective. So I got to look at Grace's beautiful face and, um, you know, feel like I could actually make real decisions about, you know, the show. And that way you get to be so free. It's like a nice lift from you totally. and you still get to create. So exactly. like, that, yeah. that it was a really great experience on this and, and to, to get to do it with Kara, who's my partner, but also my best friend. It was just like a dream. And then Kara, for you, I want to ask you, like, you know, in terms of the content, there's some like obviously specific scenes. I won't get into it, but you know, you know what I'm talking about. There's scenes in there, which, you know, real life scenes, we all experience it, but it's sensitive scenes. So for mm -hmm. you as an executive producer, how do you handle that kind of sensitive material and make sure that you're showing it in a way where you feel is not coming off gratuitous? Every scene that we see, it's needed. But I just wanted to ask you, like how you've like, you know, kind of balanced that. I think Normal People was a really interesting foremother for this show as far as like depictions of sex. I think we talk about this a lot, like we as producers and with Megan of like, this show isn't Normal People. It's really an ensemble and it's about it's a different take on the sex lives of college kids. And I think it's always tried to be a very realistic portrayal, which is like a warts and all portrayal. It's not always, and I think it's different than a 50 shades in that way, in that it's not always going to be glamorizing the pleasure that people get during sex, because I don't think pleasure is in the equation for women all the time when you're talking about sex in college, especially women. And I think that's why women who watch the show will relate in the fact that it's like, you know, who's having, I think, and Megan talks about this a lot, it's like, who's having like awesome sex in college at a, in a dorm, you know? And I think that's why the actors being comfortable, the actors having um, a wonderful intimacy coach on set to be doing these like very at times awkward and sometimes very emotional and sometimes a little bit, you know, questionable sex scenes was I think really, um, you know, it was, it was definitely challenging, but I hope, and I believe that everyone felt very safe. And obviously an intimacy coach is just crucial to that experience. I think for everybody, including the producers, because we're all there 
you know, working on the show at the same time. People are super excited to see the show. So what are you hoping fans kind of get from it? Because it's an emotional roller coaster, thriller, romantic. It kind of has like a little of everything in it. I mean, I hope people get as sucked into the show as, you know, Lucy does to Steven. Cause I, I, and really goes along for the ride. Like the show really is a ride. Um, I definitely hope the takeaway is to not date a guy like Steven, but um, I just, I hope people, you know, enjoy it and are on the edge of their seats. And I hope, you know, maybe it makes them reach out to a college friend, a good college friend. I think it's very hard these days for a show to be both entertaining and like not didactic, but like teachable in the sense of you watch it and you like reflect. It's not just like a way to turn your brain off. And I think this show, what Megan has done so expertly is create a show that you can't stop watching. That's Mm -hmm. bingeable that you're going to want to text every one of your friends about. And I say this objectively, I know it's our show and I'm biased, but that you're going to want to text all your friends about, but that you also, and someone who's, you know, 33 who went to college in 2007 that you're texting your friends and you're having a, you know, a memory that you thought you suppressed or something. And then yeah. you're, you're starting to think about that 15 year period or that 12 year period in a different way. And so I think yeah. hopefully with this show, there's a rare opportunity to like create something that people can't stop watching, but also like Big Little Lies did, I think, um, you know, also create a conversation that's deeper than the kind of addictive quality of the show. And finally, we have Megan Oppenheimer, who's the creator, executive producer, and who wrote some of the episodes to talk about her experience with the show and what fans can expect this upcoming season. My first question is just very, like, simple. How did you get or find out about the project? And why did you want to become an executive producer on this particular project? So Sasha Silver at Hulu was familiar with my work and they reached out to me. They had, they had had the rights to the book and they were looking for a writer to basically create the show version of it. So they came to me and they said, you know, what, what would your version of the show be? And so I went away for a couple of weeks and I, I read the book, I came up with a pitch and yeah, I pitched it to them and it, it all went really well. We were all on the same page and I was very happy that the version of the show that I wanted to do was the version of the show that they wanted to do. So, which doesn't always happen. <laughs> Obviously there's a lot of sex in the show, right? There's a lot of, you know, different like various scenes. It's just realistic relationships that are happening on the show. And I love that there's so many women, I mean, which is great. So for you, like, what was that like being able to have a voice specifically in those scenes? Because I feel like a lot of men have a voice in those scenes and were shown like ridiculous, like just non-realistic ways of uh, being intimate with someone. So for you, what was that like um, for those scenes? It was huge. Um, You know, I felt a lot of responsibility as showrunner. It all kind of, if it goes wrong, it's your fault. And if it goes right, then it's great. But I I felt a lot of responsibility and not wanting to let anyone down, but definitely my female cast wanting to make sure that they felt good about the scenes that they were doing, especially, you know, the, the more intimate ones. And just wanting to represent the experiences that I've had that my girlfriends have had. Um, and it it was a really collaborative, really intimate writing process with the writers that I, that I worked with. Um, we all ended up getting to know each other very, very well. So yeah, it was great because I've certainly had moments in my career where I felt like I had no voice. And that was really important to me to finally make a show that 
was something I would want to watch because a lot of things in the past have ended up being more like cousins of what I'd wanted them to be on the page. And it felt just really wonderful to be respected and heard. And I, I credit a lot of that to Hulu because they're just so wonderful and collaborative and creative. So there's so many themes in the show. There's a huge roller coaster of emotion in the show, but then it's fun. I mean, like there's a lot of fun moments in the show and then there's a lot of like lessons and things to learn. And it, I feel like it's nostalgic. It makes you look back like just so much of it, like an explosion of emotions as you're watching it. So how would you kind of explain all of that kind of genre bending that you were able to do? And then how did you bounce that? The writers that I that I hired were so great and we all got along really well. And we just really took our time in the writer's room. Uh, luckily, we had a lot of time, which was such a gift. I think I... I, I think I like cried on the phone to Hulu being like, I need this many weeks, please. And they they gave me that amount of time. But yeah, the genre, it was funny because it is like three different genres mm -hmm. in one. And it was always important to make sure that we were never going too far in one direction to completely forget the other parts of it. Um, but also when you're in a relationship like that, when you're in a, a an unstable relationship, it feels like you're in a thriller. Like it feels like life or death. It's like, oh my God, he hasn't texted me back. I'm going to die, you know, or you're, you're looking and seeing who else he's talking to online. And it feels like you're in a, you know, some kind of a CSI thing. So it's, you know, I think that we, we had a lot of fun sometimes making the show feel like a thriller, but making sure that the stakes were almost always just the emotional stakes of the characters and the relationships. And I just feel like you guys did such a great job of showing that, like showcasing this, like the specific period of time in college, what that would feel like, and then a glimpse of a future and the, a difference. And like, how did we get from what we're seeing to, to that, you know? And it just shows you how different life can be and how much can change. Mm -hmm. So for the arcs for the characters, was that difficult for you to figure out as well? Because we do start off with a glimpse of the future and you're like, huh? And then we have to get there. So was that difficult for you? It was, you know, before they greenlit the show to series, I'd written the pilot and Hulu and 20th had asked me to do a, a format, a series format, which is basically like a mini Bible. And it's, you have to say what happens in the whole season, what happens next season, where could this show end up in four years? So at the time it was very, very hard because normally you have a writer's room to do that. But thank God they made me do that because I had to do a lot of that research and long-term thinking before we even started the writer's room. So although a lot changed and morphed and grew in the writer's room, um, I had a lot of preparation, which was really helpful. But creating the arcs of the characters, I mean, to me, it's just fun. You know, I, all I want to do is talk and write about the things that people do to each other. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not writing about natural disasters or anything. I'm like the natural disaster is these two people in this room talking. So I, I thought it was really fun and it's relatable because we all have those friends in college and, um, those relationships are so formative and sometimes stick with you forever. Who is your favorite character to write for and why? Oh man. I mean, they're all so fun. I mean, they're all wonderful. Um, Grace's character was really fun because she, where she ends up in the finale is so wildly different than where she starts. And I was just watching the finale the other day and I was like, God, she looks so different than she did in the pilot. And it's, it's great. So that was fun. But I think everyone had a lot of fun with Wrigley 
because he has such a big heart and he's lovable. He's so cute. Well, and Spencer did such a good job adding depth to that character. And he brings out a lot of the um the heartwarming, funnier moments. And that it's always a nice break from some of the, the uglier, darker aspects of the show. But I, I honestly it's hard to choose. They're also great and so fun. What would you tell fans on why they should tune in? I think that most fans will see some piece of themselves in at least one of the characters and I think it's just a really fun show and it allows you to reflect back on your own bad behavior with less judgment. The thing we tried hardest to do is make it relatable so I think I love watching things that make me think about my own life or my own friends and so I I think that will hopefully hit home for a lot of people. Also, college is ridiculous and it's fun and it's so messy and so gross and sexy at the same time that who doesn't want to go back to, actually, I don't want to go back to college, but you know, in theory, (laughs) that's how I feel. In theory, it would be great, but I was like, but it's much more nicer to watch it on TV, but I do really write about it. Yeah. All right. I'm not going back. I'm not going back. No, I I completely understand. Well, I just want to thank you so much. The show is so good. I'm so burnt out and that is so nice to hear. And it's such a relief to hear. So thank you so much. Hope you guys enjoyed listening to the cast of Tell Me Lies talk about their new show. The show is currently available on Hulu. The first three episodes are available now and new episodes will be available weekly on Wednesdays. So make sure you check it out. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you're updated on all of our latest podcasts and head over to our YouTube channel. Hit subscribe so you're updated on all of our video content.